Welcome to the Empowering Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Kimball Lewis. Our website is empoweringparents.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter and find all of our parenting content, including the Total Transformation Program, which is the number one child behavior program of all time. The Total Transformation Program was developed by child behavior expert James Lehman and is a practical step-by-step guide that provides solutions to the most difficult child behavior problems. You can sign up and begin the program today at empoweringparents.com. Our email address is mail at empoweringparents.com. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome to this week's episode of the Empowering Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Kimball Lewis, and I'm really glad that you're with us today. This is, this is the third podcast in a row on the topic of backtalk and verbal abuse. And two episodes ago, we talked about how to handle mouthy and sassy kids whose backtalk is disrespectful or annoying, but it doesn't rise to the level of what we would call verbal abuse. In that episode, we talked about when it makes sense to ignore these behaviors, which sometimes it does, and when you as a parent need to address the behavior and apply a consequence. And then in our last episode, we talked about the behavior patterns that lead to kids crossing the line and becoming verbally abusive. And by verbally abusive, we mean that their language rises to the level of being demeaning, intimidating, or threatening. The last episode was important because understanding why kids get to this point is important in knowing how to address the behavior. And so this week, to finish our series, we're going to talk about James Lehman's approach to dealing with verbally abusive kids and teens. And what I'm going to do is share with you a James Lehman article that explains what you can do to address verbally abusive behavior. That article can be found on empoweringparents.com, and I've provided a link to it in the show notes. Also, stay tuned to the end of the episode where we'll hear from James Lehman himself on the topic of verbal abuse. Now, I want to warn you, some parts of this podcast may be hard to listen to, and some of our recommendations will be hard for parents to consider. But one of our mantras here at empoweringparents.com is that there's no excuse for abuse, ever, and that abusive behavior needs to be taken very seriously. So without further ado, here is what James Lehman has to say on the very difficult topic of verbally abusive kids. If your child doesn't want to go to school, resists getting dressed, and has behavior problems in school and at home, and is threatening you and being verbally abusive, know that his whole level of functioning is off. Being abusive to his siblings or to you is only one piece of it. Before we discuss ways to stop verbal abuse, threats, and intimidation, I want to say that these are very difficult issues to deal with. This type of behavior is generally a manifestation of a much bigger problem that is going on with your child. While I'm going to try to focus attention on these individual behaviors in this article, I can't stress enough that parents need to have a systematic way of dealing with these problems so that they don't simply move from crisis to crisis with their child. Parents need a comprehensive structure, a set of guidelines and procedures from which they can draw guidance and strength in order to deal with these very serious issues. First of all, there's no excuse for abuse, physical or otherwise. That rule should be written on an index card with a black magic marker and posted on your refrigerator. The message to your child is, if you're abusive, there's no excuse. I don't want to hear what the reason was. There's no justification for it. There's nobody you can blame. You are responsible and accountable for your abusive behavior. And by responsible, I mean it's nobody else's fault. And by accountable, I mean there will be consequences. I want to begin by talking about sibling abuse. Many siblings will tease each other excessively from time to time and even have physical fights with each other. 
This is normal sibling rivalry. What's not normal and not acceptable is the situation where one sibling is picking on, demoralizing, and targeting a younger or weaker sibling. This is abuse and should not be taken lightly. And when you see a situation where there's clearly a perpetrator and clearly a victim, it has to be dealt with in the strictest, sternest ways. Remember this, if you have an older child who's abusive and you let that child get away with this kind of behavior, your younger child will start to realize that his sibling is more powerful than you are as a parent. The younger child will begin to think that you can't keep him safe from his older sibling. Once he realizes that, the next thing he'll start to do is give in to his older sibling. You'll hear the older sibling say abusive and foul things, and then you'll hear the younger kid say, I'm sorry. These are very powerful, damaging things to be happening in the family and should not be taken lightly. As far as the nature of the consequences or the nature of the limits set in this situation, again, that belongs to a more comprehensive discussion about how families should run and how parents should manage their families using a comprehensive structure. When your child abuses anyone in your family, tell him, there is no excuse for abuse. You're not allowed to abuse people. Go to your room. Be prepared for him to blame the victim because that's what abusive people do. It's an easy way out. Abusive people say, I wouldn't have abused you, but you, and then fill in the blank. So your child might say, I'm sorry I hit him, but he yelled at me. I'm sorry I called her a name, but she wouldn't let me play a video game. What they're really saying is, I'm sorry, but it was your fault. And it means that they are not actually sorry. It means, I'm sorry, but it's not my responsibility. And when kids don't take responsibility for their behavior, they see no reason to change it. They've just learned to mimic the words, I'm sorry, but they're not sorry at all. It becomes another false social construct that comes out of their mouths without any meaning or understanding behind it whatsoever. And if you buy into it, you're allowing that child to continue his abusive behavior and excuses. What you need to do is have a problem-solving conversation with your child. Kids use abusive behavior to solve problems and to get what they want. Therefore, it's important that kids learn to replace abusive behavior with healthier and acceptable problem-solving skills. It's just not enough to point out and give consequences for abusive behavior. You also have to help your child replace their inappropriate behavior with something that will help them solve their problems without getting into trouble or hurting others. Here's the bottom line. If we don't help kids replace their inappropriate behavior with something healthier, they're going to keep using the inappropriate behavior because that's all they know. This is why parents need to have problem-solving conversations with their kids. So the next time their child is faced with a similar situation, their child can ask themselves what they can do to solve the problem differently. Their child will begin to consider options besides hurting someone's feelings, being abusive or threatening. For instance, the next time your verbally abusive daughter calls her younger brother names and threatens him, you should not only correct her, but also have a conversation with her when things are calm. That conversation should be, look, the next time you're frustrated, what can you do differently so you don't get into trouble and get more consequences? Notice that the focus of the con conversation is on avoiding consequences. Also notice what the conversation is not about. It's not about why hurting her brother is wrong, and it's not about how badly it makes her brother feel. Parents need to understand that it doesn't work to appeal to a sense of empathy or humanity if those traits have not yet been developed. After all, abusive people don't really care about their victims. Instead, I think we should be appealing to their self-interest because self-interest is much more effective in stopping abuse. Look at it this way. If they had empathy or sympathy, they wouldn't be doing it in the first place. 
Don't get me wrong. We want our kids to learn empathy, but the goal is to stop the abusive behavior regardless of whether your child feels empathy. If a parent is frightened about physically destructive behavior, destruction of property or threats of violence, I want to be very clear about this. You can call the police. I know that this can be difficult for many parents, but it needs to be an option. You can tell the police, he threatened to hurt me and I don't feel safe with him here tonight. What will the police do? It's hard to say because it depends on the officer and the department. But I'll tell you, your child will now know that you're not just going to sit around and be bullied. So it's not what the police will do per se, it's what your child will understand, that you're no longer going to accept being bullied. So call the police if you're in danger. Call the police if you're assaulted. And keep calling the police until they do something, until your child stops hurting you or your property. If you're frightened, make sure you don't have weapons in the house. Make sure you don't have violence in the house. Get rid of the violent music. If your child threatens violence or gets violence or gets violent, that music should be gone as well as the video games that promote violence. If you have an abusive child in the house, then movies, video games, and music that glorify or glamorize violence should be banned. That's one of the things your child should lose the right to immediately. And you can say, look, you no longer have the right to listen to that kind of music here because you weren't able to manage it. You should also consider calling your state's Department of Child Services and say, my son is threatening me or my son hit me. Don't be afraid they're going to take your child. They don't want to take financial or legal responsibility for him unless he's in danger. The idea, that you're make, the idea here is that you're making noise. You're creating a paper trail. And you're letting people know that these things are happening from an early age. You're doing all this because if the day comes when your child hurts somebody, your goal is that he or she will be held accountable. Parents who are afraid of their kids getting locked up for this kind of behavior don't understand the juvenile justice system. The wheels of justice turn excruciatingly slowly. Nobody wants to lock your child up. In fact, if your child has severe behavior problems and behaves criminally at home, you'll actually be lucky if someone decides to lock him up. If he's so out of control that the authorities hold him responsible by locking him up, then that's where this situation needs to be. The juvenile justice system and the child welfare system are overwhelmed and underfunded. But we use them because if your kid does change, fine. If your child doesn't change, then there's a body of evidence that says, look, this kid's been out of control for a long time. And you're going to want to have evidence because if you're talking to your child's probation officer when he's 15 or 16, you'll be glad to have had three years where you've documented what the kid has put you through. If your child is starting to threaten you or abuse you verbally, is there still hope to turn his or her behavior around, even if he's a teen? Look, there's always hope. But hope without action and change is pointless. If you want your child to turn their behavior around without them making some very fundamental changes right away, I don't hold much hope for that. If you have a middle to older age teen and they're threatening you, being verbally abusive and intimidating, and you're not able or willing to take some risks, I personally don't think there's any way to turn it around. Look, nothing changes if nothing changes. The sooner you start, the better the chance you have of changing this behavior but it will mean changing your whole family dynamic. In other words, if you want to change the way your child is doing things, you're gonna to have to change the way your whole family is doing things. Now, before we finish, let's hear what James Lehman himself has to say on the topic of verbal abuse. A lot of times parents get so used to the way these kids treat them that they don't realize that they're being abused. Mm. I, I work with many parents that if a stranger on the street treated them the way their kid does, or said to them the things their kid does, they'd call a cop. Mm -hmm. 
they'd understand, you know, that that it's a crime being committed against them. But yet they'll they'll uh, they'll have this kid in their home, and this kid is kicking holes in the walls, or intimidating them, or in their face screaming at them and cursing at them, and they don't realize that that's abuse. That's how abusive people behave. What abusive people do is that they intimidate you into giving in to them. And so I think that we have to set some very rigid outer boundaries for kids. And one is there's no excuse for abuse. You can't physically abuse me. You can't break my property. You can't uh, verbally abuse your siblings or me. You can't call me names and curse at me. When you do that, the show stops. And it doesn't start again until you take responsibility for that and until you take responsibility for changing it. In the Total Transformation Program, I show you how to stop the abuse, how just not to let it go forward anymore. We're taking the power out of that abusive behavior. And when that abusive behavior doesn't have any power, it becomes useless to the kid and he, he doesn't use it anymore. I mean, he may try it now and then, but it's not effective for him and he has to move on to other things. In the Total Transformation Program, not only do we take the power away from abuse, but we, we give you as parents the skills to teach kids how to replace abuse with other ways of solving problems and dealing with stressful situations. Thank you, James. And thanks to the parents who tuned in who are dealing with these hard issues. We know this is a difficult topic, and at Empowering Parents, we know that it's devastating and heartbreaking when the child you love and raised becomes abusive towards you. You feel anger, you feel guilt, you feel frustration and hopelessness all balled up into one. It's a hard place to be. But I can tell you this, we see success stories all the time. We see parents who implement change and we see kids who turn things around. It happens all the time. Yes, there is hope and there are things that you can do to improve these situations dramatically. And yes, your child is capable of change. Thanks again for listening and talk to you next week. Parents, if you like our content, please visit empoweringparents.com and sign up today for the Total Transformation Program. Total Transformation is the instruction manual for dealing with children and teenagers who are mouthy, disrespectful, or resistant to authority. In this step-by-step program, James and Janet Lehman show you how to change your child's behavior and take back control of your family with the exact techniques they used for over 30 years to get kids to behave appropriately. And when you sign up, add the parent coaching option and schedule your first coaching phone call today. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Parents podcast. Talk to you soon.